I'm delighted to welcome Director of Music, Jonathan Vaughan, um, to the podcast for the very first time. Uh, the music department is always a busy place, uh, this spring is no exception, including two major concerts coming up, with the Guildhall Chamber Orchestra performing on the 27th of January at LSO St Luke's, and the Guildhall Symphony Orchestra performing on the 21st of March in the Barbican Hall. So Jonathan, welcome. I can't believe this is the first time we've spoken Thank to you. you. Great to be here. <laughs> um, First of all, Guildhall Chamber Orchestra next week in St Luke's and Symphony Orchestra in the Barbican Hall in March. What can we look forward to hearing? Well, we're thrilled to have uh, our eminent alumni violinist, Anthony Marwood, coming back to the school. He's going to be directing from the violin uh, three pieces. The Australian composer Brett Dean's short stories and then the Haydn-inspired Beethoven Symphony Number no. 1. And finally, uh, a Latvian composer, Petris Vask's violin concerto called Distant Lights. And, uh, of course, Anthony is going to be playing the concerto himself. The uh, 21st of March concert is with James Macmillan, the eminent conductor and composer. Uh, the first piece is one of his own. It's three interludes taken from The Sacrifice. Which is his opera um, that he did with WNO. That's yeah. quite right, yes. Um, Britain's Symphonie de Requiem, which is arguably one of his greatest orchestral works. And finally, from the ballet suite, Romeo and Juliet um, by Prokofiev. So a fantastic mix of mainly 20 and 21st century music. Yes, so um, you do have a lot of works in there by contemporary composers. Is that a conscious decision um, when these concerts have been programmed? Absolutely, I think it's very much a part of our students' training and especially since we have such a thriving uh, composition department headed by Julian Phillips, we have Julian Anderson and Richard Baker also involved with the department. We try and offer those students as many opportunities as we can. And alongside that, giving our students the opportunity to play existing works from the repertoire is, I think, really a really important part of the process. Of course, learning new music has its own particular technical challenges and it really enhances the musicianship of, of our students' development. You know, oral perception and particularly rhythmic discipline are, are critical in most contemporary work. So it's a really useful way of developing them as players. And also, obviously, if they go on to perform in an orchestra after they graduate here, they'll be expected to be able to pick up that kind of repertoire reasonably quickly, won't they? Completely. Uh, I think the days of uh, arts organisations programming contemporary music separately as a kind of bitter pill that, you know, it, it's good for us, so we have to do it, uh, a, a kind of fading. And much more of it is simply saying, well, this is all music and contemporary or not. It's programmed as an integral part of, of other, other works around it. So as far as the armoury of the students is concerned, it's an absolutely essential skill for them to learn. And you mentioned um, Anthony Marwood, um, who's obviously a very distinguished violinist, um, and James McMillan, um, one of the UK's foremost composers. Um, what do students get out of working with these very high-profile conductors, but who are also, I presume, quite different in their conducting styles? Absolutely. Well, with Anthony, I, th I think it's partly inspirational that here is uh, a really eminent musician who was at the school. He studied violin under David Decano. And so for our students to see 
the possibilities of the kind of careers that they can forge. Anthony is, you know, incredibly successful as a soloist, chamber musician, and leader of orchestras. And to be able to work with him in the flesh, I think, is, is hugely inspiring. And then, of course, with James being such a, a giant of uh, 21st century composition and actually having him conduct his own work, you know, many of us as players have spent hours with composers who are long dead trying to second-guess what their intentions were and to actually have it uh, in the flesh and, and to hear directly from the composer themselves how they want the, the piece to work is... is I think in, in many ways, with someone like James, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience that they'll never forget. Um, and the Symphony Orchestra in March um, with James McMillan is part of Centre for Orchestra. I wondered if you could explain a bit about what that initiative entails. Centre for Orchestra came out of what was originally a student side-by-side uh, system with the, the London Symphony Orchestra. It's now blossomed, in, blossomed into a partnership between the Barbican Centre and our immediate neighbour, the London Symphony Orchestra, who are resident there, and ourselves, the Guildhall School. It, and it's so much more than uh, its origins. It's become uh, a formal part of our programmes now, where LSO players come in and coach and mentor our students. They take sectionals in preparations for the orchestral concerts. They take master classes uh, to improve our, our students' solo work. But also, one of the really happy outcomes of Centre for Orchestra is the opportunity for us to cherry-pick the composers, conductors and soloists that are working both with the LSO and in the Barbican Centre. So it benefits uh, our soloists and, and would-be chamber musicians and composers as much as it does the orchestral students. And so in the run-up to this concert, do you have LSO players leading sectionals and that kind of thing? Is that the kind of rehearsal process that the students will go through? Absolutely. I, I think it's critical to their development because you, you can talk to them about orchestral playing until you're blue in the face. But Gareth Davis, who is principal flute of the LSO, always says, he, he was here at the Guildhall and he said his teachers used to say, you've got to play louder, you've got to play softer. But it wasn't until he took part in that side-by-side -side scheme and sat next to the then principal, Paul Edmund Davis, that he actually really understood what loud and soft actually meant on the concert platform. So within seconds of having an LSO player come into the building and demonstrate, their, their learning curve just goes exponential. Um, well, you studied an orchestral instrument at conservatoire level and, of course, went on to be a key member of the LSO for many years. Indeed. So what would you say to a student, um, what should they be aiming to get out of their study here in order to have a successful career as an orchestral musician? As an orchestral musician applying for a job, uh, the first piece of advice I'd give is learn the orchestral repertoire backwards. One of the biggest mistakes in the many auditions that I sat in was that people would come along and play their solo work like a demon and then you know they'd get to Heldenleben or Bruckner Symphony and they wouldn't have the first idea of how fast it went, what the context of it was, didn't know the notes and immediately it's just a, it's a giveaway. So spending as much time on the, on the orchestral repertoire as they are on their solo works is critical. Beyond that it's about people and, and relationships and I think a lot of students don't really fully uh, appreciate that 
working in an orchestra is much about your personality as it is about your ability to play and the need to be gregarious and, and social uh, are all integral parts of being an orchestral player. So are there any, is there kind of any tips you'd give a student who is about to take their first steps in the industry? You know, how do, how do you make those first points of contact and things? You've got to network as much as you can. Uh, turning up really well pre- prepared for auditions is critical. Uh, spending time with other students, uh, going even if it's working for nothing in the first instance, just getting around the profession, getting your face around, getting people uh, to know you. Uh, in Britain, joining a diary service is a really good way to, to start to work. And then applying to do extra work auditions as well. This is a very important part of development. Don't necessarily wait for a job to come up. Write to, write to an orchestra and say, I'd like to audition for extra work. They're always in need of freelancers. So that is a more kind of informal way of, of starting to work. Once you get a bit of extra work, it gives you more confidence. Ultimately, jobs come up and then you can apply for them in the official way. Great. Well, obviously, um, we've been only talking about orchestral playing here, but that's only a small part of the musical training on offer here. Can you give us a flavour of the other highlights um, that the music department has coming up this term? Absolutely. I think we've got an incredibly exciting term uh, ahead of us. In January, uh, in fact, uh, next week on the 24th of January, uh, we're taking three students to Carnegie Hall for the first time. We're, We're auditioning over in New York. So uh, we have Shemek uh, Kamasa, the baritone, Michael Petrov, cello, and Ashley Fripp, who are doing a concert there of Chopin, Schoenberg, Rachmaninoff, and Schubert. Uh, on the 20th of February until the 6th of March, for the first time, we're going over to the Barbican Theatre, and we're going to p- be performing Britain's Midsummer Night's Dream Opera. That's a major thing with the opera department then. Yeah, kind of making their debut. And there. Yeah, to, to make a debut in the Barbican Theatre as opposed to our own is a really big deal for us. We have an incredibly thriving jazz department and there's a festival from the 19th to the 24th of March, which is all in many venues uh, in London. The gold medal final this year is an instrumental one. It takes place in the Barbican Hall on the 2nd of May. And the repertoire is uh, two Tchaikovsky concertos, one the piano concerto and the other the violin concerto. And sandwiched between those will be uh, Liszt's Dance Macabre. So really entertaining evening of And the finalists have just been announced that, haven't they? Absolutely. So everyone's getting excited. Yes. They know they're yes. in for a good evening. That's right. Uh, and then we have the Wigmore uh, recital, which is the 8th of June. This is a competitive uh, process of selection. And Michael Pohl, the pianist, won it this year, so we're looking forward to his recital. And then later on in the summer, we have uh, our annual musical, and this year it's Chaplin, uh, which I believe is certainly a UK premiere, I think. Yeah, it's certainly a London premiere, I think, London yeah, from what I've heard. UK. And it's about the early life of Chaplin, and that, of course, is a collaboration between the drama department and the music department. And then, looking uh, at the masterclasses, we have just an astonishing list of eminent international people coming in this year. We've got Hans-Sophie von Otter, Michael Tilson-Thomas, the Takesh Quartet, Imogen Cooper, Andre Previn, Hans-Sophie Mutter, Alison Balsam, uh, Christian Tetzlaff, 
and, and Andres Schiff, as well as numerous other um, people coming in. The LSO are doing their, their own masterclasses, and in, in, in fact this year as well, for the first time, we have New York Philharmonic players coming to do masterclasses in the school as well. So a really rich uh, mixture of events coming up. And those masterclasses are particularly useful, aren't they, for students at particularly a more senior level who are kind of refining their playing. So it's a really good opportunity. Absolutely. To work with you know, some of those people that I've mentioned and, and even with some of the conductors who are coming in to do talks, to, to have a, a first uh, impression from them about what it is to be in the profession and to, to gain advice uh, from people who are at such a high level in their career is, is absolutely invaluable. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for talking to thank us, Jonathan. You. And we are looking forward to um, the Guildhall Chamber Orchestra on the 27th of January at LSA St Luke's and the Guildhall Symphony Orchestra on the 21st of March in the Barbican Hall. Thank you very much. Thank you.